0: Good morning and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast, broadcasting live from Wheat Ridge, Colorado, the home of the champions. Today is September 21st. I believe it's the first day of fall, 2021. And we are going to be doing some more famous quotes. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine, David.
1: It's a beautiful day in Colorado and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the next, uh, I think we'll do 25 today. 25 famous quotes
0: for inspiration to start the day. That sounds great. Uh, We've done two of these before. We had to take last week off because Comcast literally came to your neighborhood (laughs) and cut the line to your internet in the name of making enhancements to the system. Right? That's right.
1: That's right. Yep. And I was down.
0: That is exactly what happened, right? They sent you a notice. They said, we'll be in your neighborhood making enhancements. And then they sent out a bunch of trucks and they chopped the line to your internet
1: <laughs> I don't know what they did but it didn't work and then for two or three days and uh, they said oh it works but then it didn't work you mm-hmm. know and they had guys coming back out actually to the house and and uh, they finally got it to work after a couple of days but after they switched it two or three times to they find out what's wrong with it mm-hmm. but I'm I'm up on board now I'm online and uh, we're getting we're doing it again we're We're still going,
0: aren't we, David? That's right. And we have uh, 25 new quotes today. This should be fun. I I enjoy doing these just because they're light, they're lively, and uh, they're pretty easy to do.
1: They're food for the soul. Now, is this 50 through... Which ones do we start? 50 50, through 70? 50
0: through 26. Okay. We're 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 counting down. down. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Shall we start? Do you want to start with the first one? Okay. Number 50? Number 50. Okay. Marcel... Uh,
1: Let us be grateful to people who make us happy. They are the charming gardens who make our souls blossom. Charming gardeners. Oh, they're the charming gardeners (laughs) who make our souls blossom. (laughs) Okay, well, it's it's morning. Well, okay,
0: well, that's just, that's a nice thing to say. That's a nice, yeah, that's nice. I mean, I don't know how much more commentary we can give to it. It's basically nah. like, I think that uh, the thing is, like you should try to be around people that make you happy, and you should try to make the people that you're around happy. That's sort of the lesson learned from a quote like that.
1: Well, I, if you think about it, I think that's, actually now that I think about it, there's more to that than, than just oh, that's nice. No, it's more than nice. It's kind of like the purpose of life. I mean, if you go through life and you're happy and you make other people happy That that just That's how to live mm-hmm. uh, Anything less than that is Is less than living Anyway, I, I think uh, Yeah, I think that's good uh, It sounds nice, but when you start thinking about it And doing it
0: uh, It can change your life Yes um, Okay, so let's go to okay. 49 I'll read this 49. one Mark Twain, or Margaret Mead. Well, I, don't, I don't know what I'm. Oh, Mark Twain is up here. Margaret Mead said, "Always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else."
1: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's a kind of thing like uh, uh, you are special, but also you're you're so insignificant in the universe, but you are special in the universe. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah, it's a balance. You have to maintain a balance. That you are unique, but everyone else is unique, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, respect yourself and respect everyone else. So, yeah. Just, and I think that the two words, always remember. So, never forget that. Mm-hmm. Keep things in perspective.
0: Okay, moving on to number 48. This is exactly like the Mark Twain one that was 51 ahead of it. So, I'll, I'll try to put them both in frame. But number 48, you want to read it? The beginning is the most important part. Of the work, just like the Mark Twain quote above it, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Yep, I I mean I I totally agree with that. I think there's some things oh, in this good. world I hem and haw, and I spend hours. I'll spend three hours tying myself in knots about having to do this thing, and then I'll get into it. and It'll be less than an hour, and I'll be done. And it's like I could have been mm-hmm. done four hours ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've done that before, and it's like just start. Just some people are so good, and like, oh, that has to be done. Okay, boom, we're starting right now. Mm-hmm. So oh, this this has to be done by next week. Let me get it done today. You know, let me get it done this morning. It'll be done by noon. You know, oh my goodness, what a great gift. What what a great uh, uh, characteristic of a person. Let's get started. Yeah. And they get so much done, and again, they're happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes back to being happy. Uh, you know, and also it makes other people happy because you do things for other people. Yeah, you don't wait. You don't wait. You just do it. That's good. I like I like that one. So Number, Plato and Mark, Plato and Mark, Plato
0: and Mark Twain were on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Number forty-seven. The world is my country. All mankind are my brethren, and to do good is my religion. Thomas Paine. Okay. Um, you
1: well, know good that. Good for him. You know, that reminds me of a little bit.
0: It reminds me of the office. Remember when they they go to that... They're at that church for CeCe's christening. And the young kids are talking about going on a missionary mission to build schools. Yes. And they're talking about how, like, the earth is a lifeboat or whatever. And Andy Andy Bernard's making fun of him. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, I wish that I had the clip to pull up. I think in the future, there will be... Um you just mention something and Google will be able to go and get you that clip at that exact time frame.
1: Yeah, now you have to ask for it, but but sometimes I why question David, why is world capitalized? I don't quite know. Cuz it says the world is my country. Oh,
0: because it's referring to the world as a country perhaps and you capitalize country names. Oh, I
1: like a proper name.
0: Yeah. Like so it wouldn't be if you were referring to it as the world is the world. Yeah, I see. Maybe.
1: Yeah, it could be. And uh, that that's that's. Uh, that's a good actually that kind of the world is my country, all mankind are my brethren and to do good is my religion. You know, that can really apply you know, to almost anyone at any time, uh, all people and also any religion. Uh, in other words, you can have more than one religion.
0: Yeah, well, I okay, I agree with the world as my country. Like, yeah, we all live on the same rock. We got to take care of it, whatever. Um, <laughs> to do good is my religion, I, I can buy that perhaps, although sometimes you got to break the rules to do what's right. And then the one that I don't like is all mankind are my brethren because there are some awful foul people in this world that I don't want to claim as my <laughs> brother, you know, I That's think I would reserve different rules for um, family if I counted someone as my brother. And there are some people out there that I would not want to count as my brethren. So I, I would think, not say th- all mankind are my brethren.
1: I think you have to define what my brethren means. Like, does it mean like, oh, they're like my 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 brothers that, and I love them as family? I, I don't see it that way uh all my kind of my brethren is that you know you you uh, uh they're humans you you they're humanity you care about them uh you uh, care for them if you if they need if they need help I'll help them it's like my neighbor if my neighbor needs help I'll help them
0: yeah that doesn't mean that your neighbor is your brother though
1: right right so my point is define brethren what is yeah. it, you know so maybe Thomas Paine thought of brethren in a much more general, not a not a specific definition, a it's, more general
0: definition. Yeah. It's sort of like the world is my country. Would you go to war for the world if you had to fight against a different world? I mean, I don't know. Like your brethren, it's like your neighbor says, hey, could you give me a ride to the airport and uh, help me move? And you're like, no. But you would do that for your brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, or could you go to this, yeah <laughs> okay uh 46.
0: all right that's on you
1: when we are no longer able to change a situation we're challenged to change ourselves
0: victor e Frankel. vic Frankel. with the words of wisdom how do you when feel about are, that
1: when we are no longer able to change a situation we are challenged to change ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, to me, that's kind of like an observation. It's not like something to uh, to aspire to. It's kind of like something that's forced upon us uh, mm-hmm. to move forward. So it's, uh, to me, uh, it's like an observation. Yeah, this is what people, this is what you have to do Yeah. Uh, to move forward.
0: It's like if you uh, like encounter a situation, you have outcomes in mind. And the situation just chews you up and spits you out. But you make it through out to the other side, and you still have some skin in the game. You're still drawing breath. You're still above ground. You just declare victory and move on. You know, you're like, could have been worse. Like, um, yeah, could have been worse. uh, Take uh, one day at a time. Yeah, you take the lessons. Like, I thought that I was going to be the hero in this situation, I ended up just getting chewed up and spit out but I'm still here so I'm going to take those lessons so you're challenged to change yourself I'm going to move forward with the knowledge that not everything works out the way you think it's going to
1: exactly yeah.
0: okay number 45 problems are not stop signs they are guidelines Robert H. Schuller.
1: yeah that's kind of clever yeah well yeah guidelines yeah I think what he means by that is that problems uh, can be as much of a teacher, uh, that they teach you as much as they do prevent you from doing things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because problems will challenge you and and you you have to bring it, you have to bring it to get past these problems and solving problems is probably the best uh, 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 teacher that you have. Yeah. So I guess that's what I mean
0: by guidelines. Yeah, so like um, I ate at a Japanese food restaurant yesterday. Okay. And I went in and there's the staff, they're all standing there. And this guy went in before me and he tries to order. He's like, nope, you can't order from us. You gotta order from one of those two touch screens that uh, those families are hovering around. So he stands at one and I stand at the other. And the families take 15, 20 minutes to order their sushi on the touchscreens because they're ordering for like 10 people and then we finally get to use the touchscreens they're just covered in schmutz you know like hand grease it's disgusting Um, the user interface for the ordering process completely baffling Uh, i don't know who designed it but they were obviously someone that wanted it to be as hard as possible Um, (laughs) i managed to order what i wanted to um, but the credit card machine says place chip facing out i tried every there's six orientations, four orientations. This way, that way, then turned around. I tried all four orientations, and the credit card didn't work. Um, and so while I'm trying the credit card, it's like, are you still there? Confirm in five, four, three, two, and then it reset my order. And I had to redo the order again. So that was a problem. Um, but it wasn't a stop sign. I managed to order, I managed to pay, I got my food. It was a guideline. And the guideline is, Never go to that place again. And <laughs> never go back. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Never going there again. Yeah, I learned my lesson.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: And, but it was a guideline and a stop sign because it guided me to stop going there forever ever again. Yeah, um, that was a stop sign.
1: But, but, you wouldn't have known if you hadn't gone.
0: Yes, and just you know, just to put it out there into the universe, the place was called Motomaki. <laughs> it was no good. Food was no good. Oh man, okay. Um, that's my opinion. <laughs> I'm allowed to have my opinion, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. Okay, uh, moving
1: on. Uh, so not only not only do we these, do these quotes, we also give uh, opinions, and also we give uh, what's it called when you when you when you uh, uh, give reviews? Yeah. Or, on on uh, eating places, eating establishments. We're restaurant critics. There we go. There we go. Number 44. What we achieve inwardly will change
0: outer reality. Plutarch. Okay, Plutarch. I, I see that. I mean, but I think that some people spend too much time um, with this inward growth path journey that they're on. I think that the people that have focused on achieving knowledge of themselves understanding of themselves, and for every day there's a new epiphany about what they understand about themselves and how they fit in the world, they're the most anxious, nervous, basket case people I've ever met.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe that's why they
0: try to do that, to try to to, uh, counter their anxiety. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, maybe the achievement, they think that they're looking for some ultimate truth, but maybe what they need to achieve is to stop looking for some ultimate truth and start looking inwardly to say, I need to chill out. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe looking inwards exacerbates. Uh, So looking inward and analyzing every little thing about your personality is different than achieving something inwardly. You know? If you can achieve a state of calm, you're still doing something inwardly, right?
1: Yes. Uh, that's what I was thinking. instead of the word achieve, I would say accept who you are accept accept who you are inwardly and then uh, uh, change your outer reality based on who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't try to achieve something that you're not. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure he meant something and actually what Plutarch Plutarch?
0: Was he a uh, Greek? A Greek historian. I'll so maybe, check. maybe the
1: maybe the Greek uh, translation here, uh, maybe the words mean something different in Greek. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't build yourself. You 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 learn who you are, and you respect and you honor yourself by moving forward. That's I, what I think.
0: I think though, um, there is this this concept of you know you can be this type of person, and that's the type of person you wanna be, but you're weak. And so you say, it's gonna take willpower and determination to be, whether it's, I mean, and of course you're out of reality, like uh, let's say you're a smoker and you wanna quit smoking. Well, part of that is addiction to nicotine, but part of that is like, you just don't have any willpower. The second you feel like having a cigarette, you cave. Now, if you can achieve willpower and determination inwardly, you can overcome your addiction to nicotine. And so what you achieve inwardly affects the outer world. So I think that's kind of what he's getting at. That's an example of what he's talking about. Because yeah. I, I know some people, they say they're going to quit smoking and they're constantly smoking. Or they say they're going to quit smoking <laughs> and they end up vaping the equivalent of like 10 packs a day. <laughs> like, you might as you were better off when you just smoked yeah. okay should we move on 43 uh what does mother Teresa say there david mother Teresa says spread love wherever you go let no one ever come to you without leaving happier
1: spread love everywhere you go
0: okay S- same meaning
1: right uh same thing same thing you got you got the gist And let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. So we've got another happy thing going on here.
0: Yeah. Happy, happy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I mean, I'm sure that it's easy to say. But, I mean, if you were uh, in Calcutta and you were pregnant and you went to Mother Teresa and you asked her for help, you know, terminating the pregnancy, you weren't going to leave too happy because she was going to say no because she was Catholic.
1: Yeah. I think also she's. (laughs) Uh, spread love and then sh- the consequence or the 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 outgrowth of love is happiness mm-hmm. so uh, that's just that's just one product of love being happy uh, there's other products of love too so, sometimes you have to make really hard decisions with people you love and it's not that happy yeah but the point is, uh, I think whether it's love, whether it's happy, I think we need to move forward being positive.
0: Yeah, whatever, that's, that's whatever, just... whatever, word,
1: whatever word you have. It's just always remain positive. Be part of the solution whether the solution is love or, or uh, 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 happiness. Just be positive as you move forward.
0: Yeah, moving on. Number 42. Another one about life and love. Do you want to read this? Friedrich Nietzsche. Okay, Friedrich Nietzsche.
1: Uh, We love life not because we are used to living, but because we are used to loving. What do you think that means? Uh, I I think that the meaning of life is love. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah. It's not just existing, is it? You're not, you're not really living unless you love, and love gives meaning to life. I think that's what he's trying to say.
0: I think that's a fair it, assessment.
1: That's what I take from it.
0: I think you're right. I'm going to say you're right and move on. <laughs> 41. 41. Love is the meaning <laughs> of life. 41. I like this one. Walt Disney said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, uh, that's not true, but I think that sometimes you got to tell yourself self stuff like that.
1: I think I think the key
0: word in that is can come true. Yes, that's true.
1: That that it can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. If you don't have the courage to pursue them, then they will not come true.
0: Yes. Now, if you do have <laughs> so, the courage to pursue them, that is not a guarantee that they will come true.
1: No, but they can if you have the courage to pursue them. So he's not wrong. Yeah, it's, because, it's a good way to say it.
0: Because of the word "can," he's not wrong.
1: Right. They can come true, if you, but, but it's kind of logical. Like, like if you never pursue them, they'll never. You, you, you're going to lose. You're going to miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take.
0: Uh-huh. That's what he's saying. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Well, yeah. it's it's the opposite of what he's saying. We got a lot of office references going on today. You miss 100 percent of the shots <laughs> no, you don't that, take.
1: That, well, Michael Scott, yeah, but that was also uh, Wayne Gretzky.
0: Yeah. He writes it, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> and then he says Michael Scott.
1: Yeah, because he just said it. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just said it. I just said it.
1: Yeah, Michael Scott. Yeah, a lot of office references, yeah.
0: I like I like that one. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Now, yep. we have a Shakespeare.
1: Well, something about that, one more thing about that. All dreams can come true if we have courage to pursue them and sometimes the value of our dreams is not them coming true but it's the growth of courage in pursuing them Uh if you think about it and sometimes it's like going from failure to failure with undiminished enthusiasm so did your dream come true? no but Yes, but no, not what I was pursuing, but the pursuit uh, can be gratifying in itself. Yeah. It's going, moving from failure to failure with undiminished enthusiasm because you're trying to achieve this thing. Sometimes it's the journey, not the destination. You agree with that?
0: I do. Thank the, you. Number 40, William Shakespeare.
1: What did, he, what did he say? We know that we are, but know not
0: what we may be. Okay. So that's like your future is unwritten. You'll never, you'll never know what you
1: are until you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then
1: you know what you are, but you have no idea what you could, what you could be, or what what you may be, or what you will be.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh... Now, I'm just I'm all TV references today. Don Draper on Mad Men.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and the first season, Peggy Olson, she gets uh, pregnant, she has a kid, and uh, spoiler alert for a ten-year-old show, um, but okay. she wants to be a professional woman, and she go Don Draper sort of sees something in her, you know, that she could, and that this kid, you know. Is a complicating factor. And she doesn't let anyone know except for Don that she had a kid. And uh, she says, What should I do, Don? He says, Move forward. You know, move forward, forget about this. So she pawns the kid off on her parents. She doesn't watch the kid and she pursues a professional career. Um, and Don says, If that's what you want, move forward. Don't look back and just forget that this ever happened. And your past, although it seems like an albatross around your neck, you can. If you have the the courage or the balls to say, this is what I want and this is what I'll pursue, um, there's a lot of stuff that only seems like a burden. There's uh, if, if you have the temerity to just say, okay, I'm gonna move forward, I'm gonna move past this, I'm gonna forget this ever happened, you don't know what you can be. And I think that's what Shakespeare's saying. We know what we are, we know what's happened to us, we know the things that have occurred, but we don't know what's going to occur. And there's an infinite world of possibilities in in that lack of knowledge.
1: Well, the way you're describing it, David, a lot of times people will undermine what they could be or what they may be by assuming or or presuming this is what I am. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. That's not true. You You need to pursue things unknown in order to achieve who you really are. Don't don't let other people tell you who you are. You have to discover who you are because you really don't know until you go out there and and and, and try to try to find it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think a lot of society really holds us back and saying this is what you need to be. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Well, thankful thankful uh, for the kids who didn't follow. Mm-hmm. The rules <laughs> if they didn't follow the rules we probably never would have had all of the inventions we've had today yeah you know uh they wouldn't have uh created an automobile or they wouldn't have left the farm or created a computer or uh the the internet uh or the excel thank god for these people who didn't do what everyone told them that they had to do because mm-hmm. there's where we have our our modern uh, all all the inventions that we
0: have today but also thank god for the people that did do what everyone told them to do like you know i think about this all the time we live near a uh, a wastewater not near but there's a wastewater treatment plant coming down from the mountains if we drive west and i think uh, there's a guy that used to go to the bar i think he's dead now um that i that i would go to that worked there for 30 years and mm-hmm. it's like uh society has decided that you know sewer perfectly functioning sewer like i don't think twice about it i flush my toilet and the deed is done now somebody has to work where all that sewage ends up this guy worked there for 30 years now he didn't invent anything he didn't innovate on this world he found a job that had good benefits and and he went to work every day and he made sure that When you or I flush the toilet, it ends up in a wastewater treatment facility and it gets taken care of. And that's valuable to society as well. You know, you don't have Uh, to be an innovator.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But uh, I agree with you. Totally agree with
1: you. But it's getting back to being happy. Mm -hmm. Some people are happy just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Some people are not. And so we're all different. Yeah, we're all different yeah i i a lot of people who have the ability to do something different unique but it doesn't make them happy yeah so you don't do things because you can do them you do things because that's who you are and so if you're happy just doesn't matter what you can do it matters what you should be doing yeah
0: uh, to make you happy the to lack of security that's, the ambiguity of the task and the uh you know the vague description of what the future is going to be like sometimes is agonizing for people if you can get yourself plugged right. into something where it's like i have security i know exactly what i'm going to be doing for the next 30 years and that provides a level of comfort that makes my life better and i think there's there's something to be said about that
1: absolutely and that person can make people around them better too mm-hmm. and actually meet people around them better who do go out and do innovative things And so we're a community and everyone's not the same and everyone has to be who they are. And some people do different things and some people do the same thing for the the next 30, 40, 50 years. There's nothing wrong with both of them, What I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. Number 39. 39. Henry David Thoreau. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's like a... I think people, they do a lot of hearing, and they don't really do a lot of listening.
1: That's right. You hear, but don't listen. You look, but don't see. Absolutely. Uh, Open your eyes and see what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So many times that doesn't happen. You know, uh, he... I guess they say, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has Mm -hmm. eyes, let him see. In other words listen to what's actually being said see what's actually in front of you yeah there's there's a lot of truth
0: to that i like how when we read these quotes though it's often we say yeah a lot of people out there don't take that to heart and we never say like i don't take that to heart you never apply (laughs) that level of introspection on yourself it's always like oh yeah i see that flaw in everyone else in the world never in me yeah
1: well you know it's a good point i think i think um like this saying by Henry David Thoreau, it's not what you look at that matters it's what you see. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know there are people around me that don't do that, but then then there could be a lot of people around that look at me and say that I don't do that as much as they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very possible. Like, oh, I didn't see that. I mean, has there been times when someone will point something out you and say, oh yeah. I didn't realize that. That's true. I didn't see that. So hey, uh, it's not either or. It's not a. It's not a binary kind of a yes or no or zero one. It is uh, uh, maybe it's a, a, a skill that you learn, and you settle into what how you how how you do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yep. So it's not it's not a zero one kind of a game. It's not a binary
0: game. Number 38, Leo Buscaglia, a single rose can be my garden, a single friend, my world. Wow. That's very poetic. Mm-hmm. But that that's
1: very true. Uh, not only that, I think everyone needs a garden. Therefore, everyone needs at least one friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd add to that. I'd say everyone needs a garden. Uh, and everyone needs at least one friend, therefore.
0: Yeah. So, I think that's fine. Moving on. 37. I, w- I want to see you try to pronounce this guy's name so you can read this one.
1: <laughs> okay. This is from Swami. His name is Swami Vivekananda.
0: You did it. Good Pretty job. Good yeah. Very, very good.
1: Vivekananda. Uh, take up one idea, make that one idea your life, think of it dream of it live on that idea let the brain muscles nerves every part of your body be full of that idea and just leave every other idea alone this is the way to success hmm fascinating
0: wow 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 well wow, swami it, I rem- you got a lot of words there it reminds me of everything reminds me of a tv show that i saw um <laughs> HBO did a documentary on Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. called The Defiant Ones. They, Jimmy Iovine was a record producer, he produced Dr. Dre's hit records, and then Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre went into business with Beats headphones, they ended up selling Beats headphones for several hundred million dollars to Apple. Well Jimmy Iovine was talking about success, and he said, you know, I love to go to the horse track, and uh, there's horses out there that are the fastest, but, but they get too distracted. And so what they'll do is they'll put blinders on the horse so it doesn't look at all the other horses in the gate and it can only see the track when it's running it doesn't look around it only sees the track ahead of it and you put the blinders on the horse the horse runs fast the horse wins the race he's like sometimes in my life there's people i just wish i could put blinders on people um (laughs) the difference between their success and their failure is that they're too distracted by everything else. If you could put blinders on people and have them focus on the one thing that they're good at, um, that that's the difference between success and failure as far as he's concerned. And so this is sort of what Swami Vivekananda is saying.
1: I think there's a lot of truth to that.
0: A lot of truth to that.
1: In order to, Some people just just can't stay the course. They mm-hmm. have to... They get distracted. Um, but, but also, if you want to be really good at something... You can't do it once or twice. You got to keep doing it, keep doing it to be really good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to learn something, uh, if it's difficult to learn, you have to stick with it. And sometimes it takes a long time uh, to achieve it. Uh, and if you have uh, if you have uh, uh, something that you love, something, uh, a desire that you want to achieve, a lot of times mm-hmm. it's not easy to do and you have to stick with it, and not give up. So. Basically, the way to success is uh, choose something that you really want to do and don't give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Yeah, you know, keep at it. A lot of words, though, Swami.
0: <laughs> Number thirty-six. Euripides said, "Friends show their love in times of trouble, not in happiness."
1: Wow, that's I like that.
0: That's good. Yeah, that Your friends come out whenever you have a problem. Yeah. Yes, that reminds me of. Um, Another show? Another TV show, David? (laughs) I I need to buy this book. There's only one left in stock. It's 1888. You are worthless. Depressing nuggets of wisdom sure to ruin your day. It's by the makers (laughs) of The Onion. Um, But there's all sorts of quotes in You Are Worthless that sort of um, sort of play into this quote by Euripides, friends show their love in times of trouble, not in happiness. Um, basically, like uh, your friends don't like you; they like the feeling they get when they're around you. And if that feeling changes, they won't be your friends anymore. Wow!
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That is so true. Yeah, <laughs> a true friend is when you when you when you're in trouble, or mm-hmm. when you have through bad times If they stick with you. Then they're a true friend. Yeah, a true friend. I, yeah, I just, yeah. So, good job, Euripides. 35. It's on you. Uh, you don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you,
0: and you are to them. Desmond Tutu. Desmond Tutu, the bishop, archbishop. Desmond Tutu. hmm You okay. don't choose your family.
1: They are God's gift to you, as you are to them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know... Sometimes people do choose their family.
0: Yeah, like when you get married, I, you choose your wife, right?
1: You do, and sometimes you adopt children. Mm-hmm. And that's just as much as a family as as if you're born into a family. Uh, as a matter of fact, it could be a little bit more because you choose, you make a choice to say, I'm going to devote my life to this, to this person as a family member. And uh, so it's not like It's something that you did. And so sometimes that's even stronger than something that's thrust upon you. Yeah. Uh, So, so, but I understand what Desmond Tutu is saying. Yeah. That when you, when you're a part of a family, uh, it is a gift. It is a gift. And when you're adopted, that's also a gift. It's a different kind of gift. Uh, And it's, and the families are just as strong. It's not any weaker. It's just as strong when someone, when you're born into a family or you're, you're chosen to be part of a family, and I think that, the, uh, a a friend, like a friend closer than a brother, is a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I understand what he says, and it's good.
0: Number thirty-four, Soren Kierkegaard said, "Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced." <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, that's that's a uh, positive way to look at it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that people sort of, they want to know the meaning of life, but it's like, it reminds me of the show, The Simpsons.
1: <laughs> Another show?
0: Another show where uh, Mr. Burns gives them this Olmec head, and they get upset and they complain about it. Then at the end, um, they say, you know, there's the maybe the moral was you know just do good and good things will happen. They say yeah, but we didn't get what we wanted until we complained. It's like well maybe the moral is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And then Homer says there is no moral. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. That's what <laughs> that's what Kierkegaard is saying about life. Don't try to find its right. meaning. Just it's a, just a bunch of stuff that's going to happen to you. You might as well live in the moment.
1: So Soren Kierkegaard is the same as. Homer Simpson
0: Yeah, they're the same
1: (laughs) Yeah, so hey Sometimes these uh, These uh, cartoon things They have a lot of truth to them
0: Yeah, I would rephrase this Life doesn't have a moral It's just a bunch of stuff that happens
1: Yeah (laughs) Right? That's what Kierkegaard is saying, I think (laughs) That's what he's saying to me Uh That's what I hear That's what I hear with my ears That's what I see with my eyes Yep. Okay, your turn. Hmm. George Bernard Shaw: Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. That's. I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that, but I don't know. It could be. It could be both ways. You can. You find who you are and create who. Yeah. That. Yeah, This. It's not one or the other. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Yeah. That's like that's like uh uh the movie uh Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump when he's uh, he says, "I don't know if Lieutenant Dan is right that we are have a destiny or if Mama's right we're floating around like like a breeze." But I think they're both right. <laughs> I think they're both right at the same time.
0: Speaking of I kinda, which, I agree with that. Uh, our favorite, one of our favorite YouTubers, Andrew Callahan, released a new video. I watched it. I got the notification mm. on my phone. I watched it immediately. He interviews Tom Hanks' son, Chet.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, Chet's been in the news for, uh, you know, he was on the red carpet and he was speaking in a Jamaican accent. <laughs> um, he He's on the internet and he says, yeah, this summer is going to be white boy summer. So he's talking about how it's white boy summer. He's a cringy guy, but... He's like in the interview. He seems almost almost self-aware. So it's fascinating. Uh, He's got a point. Okay, moving on. Socrates said the only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. (laughs) Okay,
1: I mean yeah, that's more to me. That's more like a joke than a than a saying.
0: Well, that's why the Socratic Socratic method. He wouldn't. There's no edicts. It was all just questioning. Uh yeah. You know, he never said this is truth. He said, Are you sure? Are you sure you're right? What do you yeah. believe? Like, are you sure that's right? Um, your turn. Okay. Uh
1: thirty one. Uh Confucius. Ah, Confucius say Confucius says Everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. Mm-hmm. Oh, how true, Confucius. That's true. Oh, how, you know, uh, actually going back to he who has eyes, let him see the beauty uh, inside us, Uh, Mm -hmm. the beauty in everything around us, the beauty in people, the beauty in nature, the beauty, how often we don't see it. Why is it that humans really don't see all the beauty that there is to see? It's something of being human. we, We see things that aren't there and we don't see the beauty that is there. Mm hmm. I, I, I really don't. Uh, it's I maybe that's part of being human and part of being uh, of of growing, and being the kind of people we really should grow into, and that is seeing the beauty all around us. Yeah, um,
0: it's funny. Another because, show? Another show, David? <laughs> I'm just thinking of another show. Um, all right,
1: yay! <laughs>
0: the there's this show they used to do plastic surgery. And um, these people are trying to be beautiful like conventionally, and if you've ever seen like a video of someone getting plastic surgery, it's like the ugliest, most horrific thing you've ever seen. So they're subjecting themselves to like horrific terrors just to achieve some sort of like conventional ideal of beauty, when they look fine to begin with. So I think it's fascinating to me because I'm sure the plastic surgeon sees beauty in chopping up someone's face or boobs or butt because that's what's getting them their houseboat but if you or i watched the surgery we'd be like this is disgusting so (laughs) everything has a beauty but not everyone sees it and i think where you stand depends on where you sit in terms of what you see as beautiful i suppose so there's different kinds of beauty i guess Mm -hmm. that's what you're saying yeah everything has a specific type of beauty but it's not like you should appreciate all the beauty in the world it's the beauty that you appreciate in the world says something about you not about beauty
1: that's a that's a good that's another good point, David. David okay. the Confucius uh, <laughs> uh, ponderer, <laughs> um, pundit. You're David the Confucius pundit.
0: Okay. Ingrid Bergman. What, she was what does uh, Ingrid Bergman say? She says a kiss is a lovely trick designed by nature to stop speech when words become superfluous. Now, as an actress <laughs> in old-timey movies, I think that she understood that. That was the cadence. You know, you'd have a dialogue scene. Humphrey Bogart would be talking to her on Casablanca. You know, and then they'd kiss. And I think it's true, but I also think it's also influenced by people's ideas of romance may have been what they saw in the pictures, you know?
1: Uh, That's that's true. I think that is true in movies. Uh, That's exactly what I thought. That's true in movies. That's what they do in movies. Not necessarily in life uh but uh, but it's a it's a lovely saying
0: yeah, it is well it's <laughs> sort of like if you go and you watch a little kids baseball game they'll like if you watch the little league world series from 10 years ago and then you watch this year's i didn't watch this year's i probably did watch i used to love the little league world series but the kids their mannerisms They'll be mimicking the major league players, and a lot of times it's just like these, like you know, like superstitious quirks that a very popular player has at the time. But they'll be sort of aping that, um, and I think people do that with what they see in the movies too. Like the movie affected them in some way, and so they want to sort of reenact that behavior. But that doesn't mean that she's wrong. She's right. <laughs> So, moving yeah. on. She's right. Moving on. Yeah. Judy Garland. Judy. Judy, Judy,
1: Judy. Judy Garland. Judy Garland.
0: <laughs> Is that where Judy, Judy, Judy comes from?
1: I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, for it was not into my ear you whispered, but into my heart. It was not my lips you kissed, but my soul.
0: Okay, so it's Judy like... Garland. It's uh, like a direct connection on a... On a the deep Actions, deep level.
1: Right. Actions have a deeper meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially to people.
1: It wasn't it wasn't just a whisper. It wasn't just a kiss. It did something to
0: me as a person. Yeah. OK, we got Good this. For you. Ju- Good for you, Judy, 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 Judy. Number twenty eight. A. A. Milne, author of Winnie the Pooh, said, if you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one day. So I never have to live without you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. that's nice. It's a nice sentiment. Oh, that's so nice.
1: That's something Winnie the Pooh would say.
0: Yeah, I or don't know. Er, do you think A.A. Milne was like saying that to someone he loved, or was it in his writings? It's probably in his writings, right? It probably was in his writings. That way, they knew he said it. Yeah, it's know? true.
1: But yeah, it's a nice. Uh. It's a nice sentiment. I like it. Yeah,
0: I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. That's just that to me that's just cute. It's cute.
0: Know? But it's yeah. nice. You could say that um, you could say that quote to someone if you really cared about them. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but then again, on the other hand though, look look what this is saying.
1: If you live to be 100, I want to live to be 100 minus 1 so that you have to see me die. <laughs> true it's very true i don't want to i don't want to see you die i want you to see me die yeah so you on, could, uh, that on your last that's not what he meant on that's your last
0: day on earth i literally want you to watch me die
1: yeah you watch me die yeah i want, <laughs> I want you to go
0: i want you to go through that
1: i don't want to go through that i want you to go through that so anyway so you could take it different ways you could But i understand what he means it's a he, he means it in a positive way not
0: everything way. has beauty but not everyone sees it you know, A.A. A. Milne wants his wife to watch him die the day before she <laughs> dies. That's not beautiful. But you read that uh, and you say, oh, that's cute.
1: <laughs> okay, but you know, the reality of it is okay. But again, it was probably one of his characters in one of his books mm-hmm. that that you know, like Winnie the Pooh would say that in a positive way. Yes. You know, he would say it in a or ER would say it a positive way, not a negative way, or piglet, you know, or something like that. Okay. Twenty. Hey, what does Jack Kennedy say? John F. Kennedy. Um, do you want to read it? Okay. Uh, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them.
0: Ooh. So, are we going to take any of these words and sort of apply them to our day-to-day life? Or are we gonna forget everything that we've covered in these last seventy-four quotes?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think you live by the words. I think the words create a realization within you, and you live by what's in you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you say, "Oh, I'm gonna do that." That's not what you do. You go, oh, those words make make me reflect inside me, and it makes me realize something in me, and then I live from that.
0: You live by your so feelings, it, not by the specific words.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't go and says, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as a robot. No, mm-hmm. uh, this has changed what I thought, and since that has changed what I thought and changed me, then I will live from that. As we express as we express our gratitude. Uh, and actually, another way to say that to me is that if we honor, if we honor um, what people have said, what people have done, if we honor uh, sayings or everything, uh, then it's going to change how we live. That's the greatest honor. Not saying, oh, that's really good. Oh, good for you. Oh, let me praise you. No, the greatest honor is is. That changes how I'm going to see things or how I'm going to do things. That's going to change me being positive being uh, positive, and happier and uh, maybe making people around me uh, happy, too. It's going to make me a better person.
0: That's okay. the greatest honor. Okay. Well, we have one last quote. Martin Luther King last Jr. One. said, Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others?
1: Yeah, I like that. I like it. I like that. I think the greatest, whatever you do, uh, you always make sure that you think of others. Mm -hmm. I I think he's absolutely right. And also, if you do that, uh, not only will you make an impact in your world, but I think you will be fulfilled.
0: Yeah. But I think that if you travel a lot, the most persistent and urgent question is, where is the bathroom? (laughs) Yes, uh, that's that's, but that's true too, David. That's true too. Donde está el baño?
1: Donde está el baño? Four five por,
0: favor. <laughs> por favor. You por have to favor. you have to say it while holding your lower abdomen <laughs> with a worried look on your face,
1: <laughs> and then they'll point. Yeah, you know,
0: or they'll direct you, but not the short uh, cell. That's true. Not to short sell, Martin Luther King Jr.'s, the most important question you could ask yourself. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others?
1: Yeah. The most memorable people, the most successful people, are those that do for
0: others. Yeah. Like uh, Carnegie. You make more friends in a week uh, caring about others than you do in a year trying to get others to care about you. Something like that.
1: Be, yeah, being interested in others than wanting them to try to be interested in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. And so, but also it'll make you happy too because something about humans want to make humans. Well, hopefully, <laughs> humans uh, feel uh, complete when they help when they help others. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's a good that's a really good saying by Martin Luther King Jr.
0: Well, we've covered 25 quotes. I think we can sort of wind this episode down, don't you think?
1: I think so. It was good. I think uh, we are at something positive to do in the mornings to start your day or any time. Mm-hmm. Morning, noon, night. Uh, always always think and reflect about, uh, about everything. And people have things to say. And you know, David, uh, as people hear this, I think this should create things even with them that they could say have their own sayings hmm and their own saying should come within them. hmm So this is what this is what I've heard But this is what I believe yeah. and this is what I see and this is the beauty that that's in me that I see And so you have to create your own yeah The greatest greatest beauty in a person is not what you see But you what you've created inside yourself.
0: Yeah like I think, yeah, I'd just like to take these and sort of change them a little bit and then sort of pass them off as the the real one. Like A.A. Milne said, I love you so much, I want you to watch me die. (laughs) That's what he said, said, right? (laughs) I want you to sit there and watch me die. (laughs) And then I want you to die right after that. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's kind of what he said, but I don't think that's what he meant. You okay. <laughs> that's, why, that's why these quotes are important. They massage the words to where it's uh, heartwarming or poignant. Uh, that's poignant, all right, David. That's poignant, all right. I think it's interesting, too. You start to break these things down, and they're less poignant than the, the way that the quotes are constructed is why they've stood the test of time. But the ideas behind them, you could poke holes in the ideas behind them, right? Yeah. yeah. But – I think they're just, they're rules of thumb. They're not absolutes.
1: Nothing is always what it seems. And uh, it can, it can be taken different ways. So again, uh, the real, uh, the real uh, goal of life is happiness. And, and um, the wisdom of life is seeing beauty in yourself uh, and also giving to others. I think, I think that's, that's timeless.
0: Yeah, be happy. Do for others. That's the. That's the. Oh, and get started today. Those are the and three. Start, those are the three things we learned. Be happy.
1: Start today. Start today, making other people happy, and uh, see the beauty in others and in, your, in yourself and others.
0: Yes, you need to see the beauty in other. You need you need to see the beauty in the world. You need to be happy, and you need to do for others, and you need to start today. That's the four lessons. I think I'll play the outro. Uh, There you
1: go, David. I like that.
0: Okay, so is there anything you'd like to say as we leave?
1: Sons of Sequoia says keep on talking, but listen more than you talk. And try to understand what the other person is saying.